Welcome to Vango Notes for the American Nation by Mark C. Carnes and John A. Geerty. Prologue. Beginnings. Section 1. Big Ideas. When and why did human beings first migrate to the Americas? What were the defining characteristics of the early societies in North America? What was life like in Africa, Europe, and the Americas when Christopher Columbus arrived in the New World in 1492? We can explore all of these questions raised in the prologue by focusing on three basic topics. First, arrival and adaptation. Second, the development of sedentary communities. And third, America, Africa, and Europe on the eve of contact. Okay, let's start with arrival and adaptation. Human beings first arrived in North America more than 12,000 years ago, pursuing woolly mammoths, enormous animals that were abundant sources of food, clothing, heat, and even shelter. Early hunters crossed a land bridge between what is now the Bering Strait to Alaska. This was during the last ice age, which left ocean levels 300 to 400 feet lower than they are today. As the hunters followed the mammoths southward, they began to encounter a remarkable new world of animals, which had evolved over millions of years without contact with human beings. Quickly, the Clovis hunters, whose ingenious spears helped them hunt large mammals like deer, camels, and giant beavers, began to spread throughout the Americas. The blades of Clovis people can be found throughout the present-day United States and all the way to the tip of South America. As the Clovis hunters pursued the big North American mammals, the climate started to warm, bringing the Ice Age to a close. Eventually, the land bridge between Alaska and Asia was flooded, and the grasslands that had sustained the large mammals began to shrink. By 9000 BCE, the big mammals, including the woolly mammoths, horses, and camels, were gone. Scholars disagree about whether their extinction had more to do with the warming climate or the aggressive hunting of the Clovis peoples. The extinction of the large mammals brought a period of adaptation for the Clovis peoples. They needed to find new sources of food, clothing, and shelter. From about 9000 BCE to 1000 BCE, the Archaic period, they suffered through repeated periods of scarcity, learning to adapt to their particular habitats. Most archaic peoples migrated continuously. Some archaic peoples hunted small animals like rabbits. Others learned to sneak up on skittish ones like elk and deer. As archaic peoples became more knowledgeable about local food sources, they traveled less often. Some even happened upon rich habitat that could sustain them throughout the year. And this brings us to our second topic, the development of sedentary communities. One of the earliest sedentary communities was Poverty Point on the Mississippi River in present-day Louisiana, which was founded around 1000 BCE. Adept at fishing, the Poverty Point peoples built enormous mounds, which had multiple levels and contained hundreds of houses. Poverty Point and other early mound communities that followed were eventually abandoned, highlighting the slow and uneven transition from hunting and gathering to a sedentary agricultural way of life. Among the most important factors in the development of sedentary communities across the Americas was a single crop, corn. By 2000 BCE, the cultivation of corn in Central and South America had helped to build flourishing societies with large cities. As corn cultivation spread slowly into North America, sedentary communities emerged there too. In the Southwest, the Anasazi built dozens of towns which were often carved into the sandstone cliffs and linked by an elaborate system of roads. By 1000, the city of Cahokia, in the vicinity of St. Louis, had developed into a major center of trade and religious and political activities. 
At one point, Cahokia covered six square miles, had 15,000 inhabitants, and a 110-foot mound that was probably the largest earthen structure in the Americas. Cahokian society was characterized by sharp class divisions, headed by an elite that sustained its power through the compelling religious worldview it created. This brings us to our third topic, America, Africa, and Europe on the eve of contact. By 1200, Cahokia and similar communities began to decline, as did the major towns of the Southwest. Although scholars debate the reasons for the collapse of these communities in the 1200s and 1300s, what is clear is that by 1500, nearly all of the large towns had been abandoned. North of the Aztec Empire in Mexico, Native Americans lived in hundreds, perhaps thousands, of small, self-sufficient tribes in relative isolation. West Africa, largely isolated from Eurasia by the emergence of the enormous Sahara Desert,